Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. We just finished uh, worship by Upper Room, uh, Worthy. Uh, what was it? Uh, How Great Is Our God? And Worthy and Alpha and Omega. So we just got done. Everyone's finding a seat. We've got a full house today. So if you guys are online, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Zoom, we just want to say God bless you guys. You're welcome to join and listen and participate um, in this time. Um, if you guys have your Bibles or anything that they want to use to take notes with, by all means, grab it now. If you guys have your food, waters, whatever, grab it now. And we're going to start. But um, a lot's been going on this week uh, with world events and, and just with our ministry. So kind of give you guys like an update. Um, we came back from the Flagstaff tent revival. Um, it was definitely peculiar, um, but the Lord told us to go, and, and we were faithful to, to go. You know, we're, we preached to about, roughly about 50 people there in the park, and um, we were sharing the word, we were sharing testimonies, we were having worship songs play, and <clears throat> I just noticed in that time, it was so hard for the anointing to come, the presence of God to come, because the people could care less. They're, everything's all good with their lives. They got money in the bank. They got the house. They're married. But the thing is, though, when you're in crisis and when you're in need, you tend to cry out to God. You, you ask God, God, where are you? Why did you let this happen? Why is my family like this? Why is my situation like this? Mm-hmm. And most of the time when people think they're getting attacked, and how the devil is just like, you know, coming at them and trying to take a hold of them. It's really just your actions. It's really just your choice of what you did, and that's the repercussion of it. Now God's merciful, and He's faithful, and He's just, that He can help you through that uh, trialing times and all that. But a lot of the times, we tend to make that mistake, right? We tend to um, not take ownership of our actions. And today, you know, the title is going to be called the door of transition the door of transition so before i head into that you know we were preaching and i definitely felt like the lord told me when i came back from the tent revival i was a little frustrated upset and um the thing is is that uh you can tend to get upset right because you know you put this time this effort you know you're serving the lord it it takes money it takes a group of people it's not like a Oh, let's just go up there, right? It's it's a it's a big event for us at least that we do every month, not including you know we preach to Pakistan every month, and then we're also doing regular preaching every week. We do prayer meetings every week, and then also um, we've done biweekly healing tech boot camp. I still work um, a secular job forty hours a week. My wife still works a secular job. 40 to 50 hours a week. So the thing is, um, you can tend to get frustrated because you're like, God, why, why is the increase not there? Why is the harvest not there? But our job is to be obedient what he's asked us to do. Mm-hmm. We went and watered, we sowed seed, and we got to wait for the Lord to bring the increase in harvest, right? When I came back, I saw that my grass, my winter grass is growing, it's thriving, but there's still patches where the seed didn't take. So I grabbed some seed and I started throwing it and I started watering it. And the Lord's like, that's what you did in Flagstaff. 
those spots where people were not receiving, you went into that place and threw seed and you watered, right? So it was really cool that God could show you in your everyday living and speak to you in that place where it's like, okay, Lord, I get it, you know? Because I even felt in, the, in my spirit that the Lord's like, I want to do miracle signs and wonders here. I want you to operate in words of knowledge, words of wisdom. But the thing is, though, even Jesus said that he could do no miracles there because they didn't believe in him. They didn't have faith, right? It says uh, a prophet is not welcome in his hometown, right? He's not honored in his hometown. But I know that my team was faithful to execute. So you guys did an amazing job. So I want to give you guys a round of applause. You guys, all the people that helped, even the people that couldn't help, that you guys prayed, thank you guys, because we are making an impact and we are making a difference for the kingdom of God. Yeah, Rima preached for the first time. That was amazing. She was talking about how, you know, she escaped the war in Ukraine and sharing that, like, her life is way better with Jesus. So, I mean, the trials that we go through are, like, nothing compared to war, right? Like, bombs and stuff. And, and you know, there's a lot of rumor and there's a lot of talking about war that World War III is coming. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I haven't told the Lord. I, I said, Lord, protect your people in Israel, Lord God. Protect America you know, and, and stand up for the, against the enemy. But I was saying, Lord, if this brings glory to your name, let it happen. Let it shake people. Let it shake America a little bit so they could stop sleeping on this, you know, satanic lullaby because the churches are dead. People are dull of hearing. I mean, it was like people have heard the message, but they haven't experienced the power of God. And we were there to experience the power of God, but we just look like normal people from church. That we're like, we're just here to like give you a flyer or tell you, hey, you just need to pray a salvation prayer. No, like this is, this is a true place where you got to turn. You got to follow Christ. You got to get right with God. Because if all the world's ending, where's your peace at? What, what are you going to do when you can't go to the grocery store? Or when there's, you know, um, when everything's hiked up and gas prices are insane or what, what, who are you going to put your trust in, right? You're going to put your trust in your business, your social media, your friends, your family. We're you going to put your faith in Jesus. So anyways, we went, me and my wife, we went to the Domino Revival uh, movie theater. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. It's a great movie. By, by all means, check it out. I think it's going to come back in theaters November 13th. So if you missed it this time, you can go see it. So anyways, we go to the movie theater. Well, before we even go... We were getting some candy and had a word of knowledge for that a cashier. She was dealing with depression and she's like, how'd you know? And I was trying to talk to her, but there was another person online. She said that she grew up in a Mormon and Christian background. So I'm like, you're really confused. So <laughs> I'm like, but I wanted her to tell the, ch- I just want to say, hey, it's Jesus. And he can free you from your depression, your anxiety, suicide, and just, he can give you that freedom. So she was really thankful. I didn't get to pray for her because she was so busy. She was the only cashier. So I prayed for her outside. So don't be discouraged if they say, hey, um, I'm okay. Just pray for them outside. Pray for them in your car when you're leaving. And ask God to send another person to be a confirmation to what you said to them. Okay? Uh, Another thing. So we're going and we're watching the movie. Great movie and all that. And we're about to leave. And they started to do some type of deliverance at the very end, like saying, hey, if people deal with suicide, 
salvation and deliverance. So if you have, if you need to get born again, you can get born again in the movie theater. If you need deliverance from suicide, they're talking about how so many Americans have committed suicide since the pandemic, especially the young generation has committed so much suicide. So the thing is, they were, we were praying against that. So they said, raise your hand if you're dealing with suicide. And this couple raises their hand, this one dude named Juan and his wife, I believe. And so I had a feeling, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pray for them. I know there's other people there, but I want to pray in power. Like, I want, you know what I mean? I don't know how they're praying, but I want to pray in power. So I go and I start praying for him, and he just starts crying, and other people are praying for him too. So I know he's feeling the presence of God. And so I'm praying for him, and then this other man is standing behind me, and I had like a prophetic word for him. So then I start praying for him, and then I'm like walking, and then the dude beside me that sat with me the whole time, I start talking to him about the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then there's this woman and this couple that were right beside us, felt really drawn to the woman, but Chelsea went over. I didn't even tell her. The Holy Spirit led her to talk to the woman, so she starts talking to the woman. So now people are getting touched by the Lord. So they kind of, what did she kind of like dismiss you a little bit or just yeah, was okay? She was like, no, I don't, I don't need prayer. And I was like, we don't need prayer, but okay. Like, let me get your number and I'll pray for you. And then we exchanged numbers, and then Christian came over with, like, 17 words for her. Yeah, I came with, like, I don't, like, the words of knowledge were insane, and she was, like, like, she didn't know, like, she didn't know what was going on. And then the dude, too, so why, why it's so important, because they were going to a church that I know of that doesn't operate in power. And now they saw something that, like, whoa, how does this dude know so much stuff about me? And now they're crying, both of them. That means the presence of God is there. Mm-hmm. So we prayed for healing, and I prayed for her to, um, it was unforgiveness, you know, and it was unforgiveness towards people that hurt her, you know, and we'll, we'll go deeper than that. And then the dude also was dealing with addiction and dealing with stuff at his job, and we were praying. So we were able to impact like five people within that place of just doing the domino revival, but I can't tell you, after that, I got completely attacked by the devil for two days. And I was like, bam, just horrible, horrible, just, you know, vomiting and you name it. And um, God's my healer. And he restored me because I wasn't even going to um, do this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to actually just say cancel. I didn't go to work today. So, but I spent time with the Lord today and he strengthened me and he gave me what I need to talk about. And I never miss work. Unless it's for hunting. Yeah, but besides that. So <laughs> anyways... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I'm here. I'm healed. I'm whole. And we're going to talk about uh, the title today, The Door of Transition. Does um, anyone have any testimonies, anything they want to share before we hop in? Okay. I've had a couple. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So at work, I've had two coworkers that have like reached out to me and and come to my office so that I could pray for them. They're just like, I just want to feel how you're feeling. Like, I just want what you have. And Mm. I thought that was just so amazing. And then when I started praying, she was like, I've never heard anyone pray like that. And I'm thinking, well, what church do you go to? I mean, so I feel like I was praying in power. She said she felt really good. And so now she wants to go with me uh, to church on Sunday. So I'm very thankful for that, that just that, you know, you're able, you're, I'm able to reach people without yeah. even having to fully talk to them about, you know, the good news about Jesus, just 
by my fruits, right? It, and so that makes me happy. No, that's huge. Thank you for sharing. And it's just stepping out, right? Like she's just praying and the power of God shows up. Just like we, right? Like when we feel that unction, that urge, we just step out and God will come. How even God came to you, right? When I was like, when you were preaching, you did great. You didn't think you probably could, but then you did it and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is the Holy Spirit. Same with all you guys, so. Um, um, well, do you want to say that we we had card trouble, but then um, like yeah. emergency services on Friday night helped them within like 10 minutes? Yes, that was huge. That is huge. Yeah, and then on that, um, they said it would take like 46 weeks to find out if I was going to get reimbursed for that toe since AAA wasn't available. Mm -hmm. Well, they called me a couple days ago and they said they're going to reimburse. Glory to God. That's awesome. As, yeah, because that was a lot of money. Because they had to go like 40 miles. We're 40 miles away from our destination. So we had all this opposition happen Friday, right? We had Kevin and his daughter get sick. He's our transportation. He runs the transportation part. Now he's like, oh, I can't go. And then my mom was dealing with her mom in rehab, and she was like, oh, I don't want to go. Chelsea's pregnant, not feeling well. She's like, I think I'm going to stay. And then Benjamin Rima drive, and their car automatically just breaks down on the side of the road. On the left side. On the left side. If we went to, if we would have went to a Travis concert or a Travis Scott concert, none of that would happen. But when you preach in Jesus, that's what happens. I gotta say that because if I was gonna go see anybody else, it wouldn't. If I was doing me, demons are like, cool, you do that. But when you're doing God's work, they come after you. I'm telling you, that's what made God real to me, because I'm like, so you're telling me, we after all the stuff we've done all these attacks happen and then they continue to keep going mm -hmm. so i want to tell you like when you're at that place serving the lord don't stop that's that's their number one thing they want you to do is stop because of pressure mm -hmm. so if they can't hit you with your finances if they can't hit you with you know your health, your health they're going to hit you with marriage they're going to hit you with relationships they're going to hit you with, with business whatever i mean they are going to hit you where it hurts but you can't you can't break weak. And every single pastor on that movie said the same thing. About yeah. How much more they got attacked when yeah. they um, got like a higher platform yeah. or taught the truth. Yeah, the the dude said I never got attacked going to church twenty five years every Sunday doing nothing. Once I went online and started preaching the full gospel, I almost got murdered. Yeah. That's 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 the war that we're in. He's a cop. The dude got in the car and hit him thirty feet in the air. And that's when he started going online preaching the gospel. It's uh, Shane Shane Winnings or Shane Twinnings or something like that. Yeah. So, anyways, Woo, yeah, I had to go there. But, anyways, do you want to pray something? Yeah, go for it, Jordan. Jedediah, uh, <laughs> Jedediah, yeah, just appeared. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was at work and I was just uh, chatting with one of my coworkers because they they slowly started like kind of like telling me that they were starting to get more into the faith and everything like that. Mm. Um, so I started just having a chat with them. I found out they were um, going to a Mormon church. Mm. Um, so I started just having like talks with them. I started talking about like Holy Ghost and fire, all the different baptisms yeah. I've gone through. Come on. Um, so I just started like sowing seed, everything like that. I was talking with them. Um, and then fast forward a little bit. I had to have a one-on-one -on -one talk with them because of some issues that were happening between mm. them. Um, so I kind of had to go over like what was, what happened when I was gone, um, over like my vacation and everything like that. And just kind of mm -hmm. like bring the, bring the like 
I don't know, bring it back to kind of where it needs to be, like, in a work standpoint. Mm. Uh, and then right after it, I was like, hey, can I pray for you? Um, and so they were going to walk away. Um, they ended up not walking away. Um, oh, and they were like, yeah, you can pray for me. I would love that. Wow. Um, so just right then and there, I just started praying for them. Um, I was just asking for peace, comfort, calmness, um, mm. wisdom, knowledge power just like everything that could grant them like ease yeah. and comfort yeah um with like everything that they kind of just heard um and mm-hmm. then when i opened my eyes like when we finished and i said amen they were crying like they were just wow <laughs> glory to god that's amazing and it wasn't because you said a, a special prayer because the holy spirit came and then yeah, holy spirit came touched. and then boom yeah got him. that's amazing jordan that's what i'm talking about that's why the enemy's been attacking me too because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to, um, that was weird, my voice just went, <laughs> I was like a teenager. No, but uh, anyways, why I want to share that with you is because you were obedient, because you stepped out, the presence of God came. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, actually I'll share in a bit, but let me, um, let's just jump into prayer. Thank you for sharing, Jordan. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, because I, I want to carry along with that. Do you want to pray for us? Yeah. Thank you. Father, thank you for this day. Father, we're just so grateful thank we get Lord. to gather here. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank, thank you for Jesus. just the joy and comfort we have just learning um, who you are and learning about you, Father. And we thank you, Father, that we get to hear from you um, through Lord. the vessel Christian, Father. And we just pray for Jesus. Christian to have um, just supernatural Jesus. ability to hear the Holy Spirit, Father, and lead him. And then also, thank Father, we just thank you that he is healed and whole. He's doing better, thank Father, and that he... Um, was able to be able to preach today. So we just thank, thank you for God. all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Um, so anyways, we are going to go into today's title, The Door of Transition. So by anyone that's here and listening to the sound of my voice, does any of you feel like you're in transitioning right now? Do you feel like you're in a place where you're not at your destination? Do you feel like you're in that between stage? Yes. Okay. We got one person. Two. Okay, there's two. Let's make it three. Okay, four. Okay. Okay, five. Okay. Okay, the majority. So, this is crucial because I don't think we tend to talk about this. We tend to talk about how we started and how we finish, but we never talk about the middle with the in-between, right? We never talk about the majority of the time, it's in the in-between, right? When we're going from a destination such as uh, the tent revival, we started in Mesa, we got to Flagstaff, but that in-between part, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of stuff that was going on. And what I want to tell you is that When you feel like you're in transition, it doesn't mean it's God's punishment, okay? I want to share that with you. Because when you feel like you're in this place of like, I don't know the sense of direction I'm going in. I feel like I'm called to do something else. I feel like I need to leave this place to go to another place. And when you're in that between, don't feel that you're in transition. Or when you're in transition, don't feel it's a punishment from God. But look at it as he's directing you into your call and your destiny. Okay? So think about that. So when you're in a place where, like, 
okay, I got to go and be at this place at this time, right? God also has that for you too. There's a set time and there's a set date where God wants you to be at, but you have to get there. You just don't magically just boom, transport and go there unless you're Philip. But other than that, <laughs> you have to go through the in-between stage. Okay, so let's go into Genesis chapter 12. Because we see this in the book of Genesis, right? We see this when God calls Abram into covenant, right? Genesis chapter 12. In the beginning. <laughs> it is in the beginning. So Genesis chapter 12. This is when you feel, this is the door of transition. This is when you feel like God has called you to do something. It's not God's punishment that he's putting you in this transition. It's God's calling upon your life to go to your destiny. So Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And then all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So when God calls you to leave certain people, when God calls you to leave a certain state, a certain country, family members, but God's saying, if you come here, my promises will be fulfilled. You will experience blessing. You'll experience the power of God upon your life. Your name will be great and give my name glory. Because what's happening in this place, the enemy has always come against the promises of God. We're seeing this right now that all these nations are coming against Israel because of this. This is where it started. Ever since God gave the land and promise to Israel, that covenant, all the nations have been trying to destroy it. It's actually evil. It's an evil thing what's going on. But the thing is, God is faithful to keep his covenant. Okay, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So you got to think this. Abraham lived in this place called Haran for 75 years. And then God's like, I need you to go somewhere else that you've never been. Leave your family. Bring your wife. Bring your brother, but go to this place that you've never been before. And I'll bless you and make you a great name, and I'll make you a great nation amongst the whole entire world. That's like telling my grandpa, saying, Grandpa, you leave Arizona. You're 75 years old. I want you to go to Berlin and Germany. He doesn't know how to speak. He definitely don't look like him. And then on top of that, he doesn't know the culture, right? He, he, would, he wouldn't even know what to say or do. But if we're going to trust God to where he's called us to do, then we have to take that leap of faith. We have to step out, right? Even if we're uncomfortable, even if it doesn't make sense, even if we're scared, right? Let's just be, let's just be honest. Has there been many times where God's asked you to do something, but you're fearful? Yeah. Has, there been, has there been times where God's asked you to do something and you start getting this anxiety? Mm-hmm. Has there been times where God has called you to do something, but you're like, I'm going to be all alone? 
You got to think of if God is for you, who can stand against you? If God is there and he's called you, then that grace will be there. His grace will be sufficient in your weakness. We talked about that. We talked about it last week about fastening yourself to the Lord, right? Attaching yourself to the Lord. So if God's saying, okay, I'm going to bring your husband, your wife, but you have to go down this path, what are you going to do? If God's saying, hey, I got this business for you, but you got to go this way, this way, and this way to get there. You can't just go straight. You have to zigzag to get there, right? The thing is, God is going to keep his word, but can you keep your end of the bargain and follow him? Because that's what it says. In that first place, going back to first, uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 5, Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they gathered, and the people whom they have acquired in Haram, and they departed to go into the land of Canaan. So they came into the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shem, as far as the Terebith tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Do you see that the Lord only appeared to him at the start and at the finish? So if you're feeling like you're in the middle and you're like, oh my Lord, like I don't know where it's north, south, east, west, I don't know where to go. Remember what God told you first. Remember that. Remember what God said first to you and then do it and then finish it and then he will tell you the next step, the next place. Because that's what happened, right? Once Abram obeyed, then God showed up and said, hey, you're here. I know you see all these people on your territory and on your land. It's like someone's like, okay, God's like, hey, this is your house. And you got like 20 people living there. God said, this is your land. I'll get them out of here. But this is where you're going to live. Can you trust God? Can you trust God when he says that? Okay. All right. So <clears throat> I want you to do, this is what I also that I keep getting in my spirit is when God calls you to do something and you're not at the finish line of it, per se, you're not at the, the destination, don't be passive or idle during your transition. Did you guys hear that? There's a lot of people that I hear, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting for the next word. So you're going to tell me, that you're going to just stay in this place of, uh, the best word I can think is stagnant. You're not moving. You're not flowing. You're not going anywhere. So when you feel like you're in transition, right, don't be passive with that time and don't be idle with that time. That means grow, grow in wisdom and understanding, grow in, and, um, with intimacy with the Lord get to a place where you're becoming spiritually strong but also when you're in a place of transition serve serve because what happens is this is what i've, I've been through it I've, i know people that have gone through it when you tend to just sit on your hands through transitioning and you don't do anything with it you don't understand that's part of the lesson that you need to learn to get to your destination that's why it's taking 40 years in the desert because you've complained, you've griped, you've moaned, 
you've, you've gossiped, you've blasphemed, you've slandered people, and you haven't said, you know what, God, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve your kingdom. I'm not going to be wasteful of the time that you have me in. I'm going to be the best, excellent worker I can be. Because that will push you further to get to your destination. Look at the people of Israel. Israel, there was 3 million Jews in the desert wandering around. Do you understand that destination from Egypt to the promised land was only supposed to take two weeks? It took 40 years. 40 years. Do you want to spin in the desert for 40 years? I wouldn't. I'd be tired of looking at that cactus. I'd be tired of looking at that stone. I'd be tired of not having no meat, right? Or I would just want my home. I would want my place. So the thing is, if God's calling you to the promised land of your calling, your destiny, do something in the meantime. Serve the Lord in the meantime. Ask the Lord, what should I do in this place while I'm waiting? If I, <laughs> God shows me stuff months before it happens. I can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. I have to work towards it. I have to grow into it and I have to do my diligence, not in a place of overworking or trying to make it happen, but doing what God's called me step by step by step by step. And then it comes to pass, right? Okay, let's go into Proverbs chapter three, verse four through eight. Thank you, Lord. You're getting something out of this, Rima? Mm -hmm. You're getting something out of this, okay. <laughs> Learning. Learning. Okay. Okay. But see, we're all learning. I know I can't use a slang. That's slang. Sorry, that's not proper English. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? So Proverbs 3, verse 4 through 8, and it says... Oh, excuse me. Let's do Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Okay? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. And it will be health into your flesh and strength into your bones. Okay? Look at that. So when you obey the Lord, you become healthy. When you fear the Lord, you depart from evil. Wow, this is so good. When you trust God with all your heart, He directs you. Man, I need to get an amen, hallelujah, something, man. Come on. So, thank you. Because the thing is, when you get direction from God, He's not going to take you down a path where you're going to fail. Yes, it might be scary. Yes, there might be fire above you and arrows coming at you. But didn't He say in the book of Psalms, chapter 91, do not be afraid of the arrows by noon or the pestilence at night, for I'll protect you. It's kind of like what we're going through right now. Like World War III is at the at the you know brink of our, our nation, what are we going to do? Are we still going to do the Lord's work? Are we still going to trust in Him? Are we still going to acknowledge Him that He's Lord? He's sovereign. He's almighty. He's powerful. He's worthy to be praised even through hell 
and, and trials and tribulations on this earth? Okay, glory to God. Um, let's go to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Yeah. Can you explain to the people online and everyone, like, what does that look like? Like, how does the Lord direct you? Okay, that's a really good one. Yeah, so when you, okay, so how does God direct you? God directs you multiple ways that I've learned that God directs you is either through a word of prophecy. That means if someone gave me a word, I'll bring it to from you, God, yes or no. And then if he says yes, then take it. Do it. Second, when you're reading the Bible and you've been asked to give you wisdom understanding and God takes you to a chapter that you were not familiar with or a passage of scripture that you were not anticipating and it like pops off the pages, that right there might be direction from God or an answer from God that he's trying to tell you. And then also the third thing is getting before him quietly, place, fasting and praying is an add-on. I would do that. And then I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for this upcoming year? I did a three-day fast. The Lord told me what I was going to do next year. The Lord told me in fasting what people were going to do months before they did it. Months before they did it. So the thing is, that's how God kind of directs you. Does that is that clear? Does that kind of help you guys? Okay. That's also like when you take that Yes. Yes, that's it. And also, I want to add what uh, what's helped me is asking the Holy Spirit and being quiet and being still and asking the Holy Spirit yes or no. Yeah. Yes or no. Yes or no. And yeah. then be quiet and and think like. Right. No, that's good. No, I think that's great because sometimes I'll either get like, and when I get a word from the Lord, or if it's a sentence or a paragraph, I write it down and I date it because it helps me to go back. And be like, wait, God, you said this on this date. There's been so many dreams that I've had that God will speak to you, right? Dreams and visions that we talked about. Write them down because that's also a sense of direction where God's telling you. God's telling you about something that's happening. Like God told me about this war in Israel versus Iran two years ago. You know what I mean? He's told me certain stuff. Like with Pakistan, he told me earlier in the year, pray for them. Mm-hmm. So the God was opening a door there. So I'm going to kind of jump back and forth with the scripture so when it says in proverbs chapter 3 verse 7 it says do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and depart from evil what is that being wise in your own eyes you think you know know how to do it better than god simple as that and this it says in proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 9, verse 10. So think about this. When we trust in the Lord, and we follow Him, and we depart from evil, you will start to get wisdom and understanding. So if you're having a problem getting wisdom from God, 
or understanding from the Lord, you're probably not doing the right things. Like my testimony, when I started read Bible, I understood maybe ten percent of Bible, little little bit. But mm -hmm. um, now I maybe understand like ninety-five percent. Wow, that's and, huge. And sometimes I can read the same chapters, and before, for example, I read one chapter for two weeks ago or more. I don't understood to extend. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I listened Bible, and um, like to me was opened sense. Mm. Knowledge that is good. Yeah, and uh, inspired me. Like God gave me knowledge and like open. Yes, that's so good, Rima. That's amazing. See what she said? Like yeah. she barely understood it when she opened the Bible, like five percent. But when she started, you know, departing from her ways of living and following the Lord and asking the Lord to help her and the Holy Spirit, she says she understands ninety-five percent. That's huge, huh? And she didn't give up. She kept going. She kept persevering. Absolutely. Also, I heard some words like keep read, keep read, like you will understand more. Like something in my head, it's all time saying the same words. It's Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit directing her not to give up. Keep reading, keep reading. I'll keep showing you. I'll keep directing you. I'll keep giving you wisdom. So thank you for sharing. That's huge because we can tend to forget where we came from. We can tend to forget how we started, right? Mm -hmm. So it's good to, to get that understanding. Thank you for sharing. Um, let's go to Proverbs uh, 8, verse 17. Trying to stay in the same area. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. That is Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17 i love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me so that means when you're in that place of transitioning don't stop seeking god don't stop loving the lord don't stop what you've done from the beginning and give up on it because you're like oh i'm in a new phase i'm in a new level i don't need it as much because we can tend to do that i mean i i guess for me like all the hours i used to spend with the lord and now what i do now I feel like, oh, I don't need to, but I still need to keep that, that uh, consistency of seeking his face. Because if I find him, I'm going to tend to love him and I'm going to tend to follow him and trust him, right? No one just loves someone. You have to build that trust, that relationship to truly love somebody, right? And then that's when we see in the Proverbs chapter 3 that, you know, um, it says, uh, let me go back to it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 8, when it talks about, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How are you going to do that? You have to love him. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to really think of him as being trustworthy, yeah. right? Okay, so let's go to Proverbs 16, verse 3, and I'm going to go to verse 7 as well. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Did you hear that? Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. What does that mean, Christian? So when you're serving the Lord, when you're doing what God's told you to do, He will establish your way of thinking or what you think is right. And He'll establish it and tell you, hey, that is right. That's pleasing to me. Continue to do so. Or He will be like, and if you're not committing your works to the Lord, what does that mean? You're doing everything else, waiting for God 
waiting for God to show up when God's like, I'm waiting you to move. You haven't moved. You've stayed here and you haven't done what I told you to do. And you've been waiting here for 25 years. I know, it's a big sigh. It's a big sigh. <laughs> Even Zeus, he's a dog and he understands the word. Oh uh, yeah, Proverbs 16, verse 7. In a man's way, when, oh, excuse me, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Did you hear that? Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When a man's way pleases God, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. What does that mean, Christian? When you are living worthy and righteous of what God's called you to do, that enemy will stop attacking you. All those people that come against you will be with peace with you. Think about that. That's huge. That's huge. But you got to be well-pleasing to God to keep your enemies at bay and be in peace with you. And I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go there, but yeah, because it might be too controversial. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk to you guys after, just between us. Offline. Oh, yeah, offline. Okay, so think about that. When we commit our works to the Lord, when we're well-pleasing to God, He will establish our thoughts, which means there will be wisdom understanding there. There won't be confusion about where to go next. And then there will be peace among your enemies towards you. That's good. That's powerful. Come on, man. You ain't going to get that at your local church. Let's get that. We're eating good over here. We're eating good over here. <laughs> I just, for me, I like to go into deeper things. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't have nothing wrong against the local church. Hear me right. I am for the local church. But I am at a place where the standard has been so baby and so watered down and so not deep enough that it's failing people. Our church is failing because we haven't discipled them or showed them or, or teach them the ways of the Lord. Okay. Carry along. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 24. Have you noticed there's been some sort of uh, um, pattern to this? It's all in Proverbs. <laughs> the book of wisdom. <laughs> the book of understanding. That's what it's called. This, called. this book in the Bible is called the book of wisdom. It will help you in your everyday. Okay, Proverbs 20, verse 24. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? This one right here was a little tricky for me. Because I'm like, wait, Lord. You're talking about a man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? So what I got out of it, and maybe you, you bring it out, but the next verse couple, like the first couple verses down says this in 27. The spirit of a man is a lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Did you hear that? The spirit of a man is a lamp on the Lord. So think about this. This is the Lord, and he has a candle. Okay? And then it says, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So he's like shining a candle. He's shining a light at your heart. What are you thinking? What are your motives? What is your plans? He can see it, right? So, 
the only way God can order your steps is if you're surrendered and submitted to Him. That's what God was showing me. It's not that every man's steps is from the Lord. It's a man of God, it's a woman of God that follows the steps and the calling of God for their life. Right? Then you'll get wisdom and then you'll get revelation and understanding. Okay. All right, I got a few more and that's it. Proverbs 24, or excuse me, 29, verse 25. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shandra Babake. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whew. This is so good. Is it verse 25? It's uh, Proverbs 29, verse 25. It says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So when you fear man, as in you're listening to people saying, Dear Chana, don't do that. It's not a good idea. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, go this way. It's quicker. Wait, no, no. Just, just borrow this. It will work. Run this business this way. But what did God say? What did he tell you? Because I remember someone told me, he said, oh, just borrow that generator. I said, no, God told me to buy a brand new generator. I'm buying it. Oh, tell God, can, can you go somewhere else? And I'm like, no, no, no. God said, go here. Or someone else is like, well, why don't you just do it this way? This would be more efficient. You'll save money. You'll save time and effort. God didn't tell me to do it that way. God told me to do it this way. See, it doesn't, you don't, you won't understand, but this is the thing. Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. So are you trusting in men to direct your paths? Because if you do, it's going to be a trap unto you. Oh, that was Holy Ghost right there. If you, that's so good. If you believe in the words of man, your coworker, your friends, your boss, your family, it will be a trap unto you. But if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, it will be a safe haven to you. Ooh, Lord, come on. Come on. Amen. That was it. When I was That's it. detoured and depressed, I always asked everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never asked the Holy Spirit. And that was always a trap. And now it's like I just always ask Him. Yeah. I don't really even ask Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glory to God. Okay. I got two more scriptures. Isaiah 40. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is good revelation, guys. <clears throat> I would definitely... Re-listen to this if you haven't, if you weren't here from start to finish. Because I, I also listen to my own stuff, not because I want to hear myself speak, because that gives me revelation. Because I'm like, wait, did I say that? Oh, God speaking to me through that? It's weird. Um, I remember a pastor, he was my mentor, and he always told me to do that. He said, go and re-listen to yourself if you preach, because it's not you who's speaking. It's the Lord speaking through you. You know what I mean? So... Glory to God. All right, Isaiah. Excuse me, guys. I know Isaiah is before Jeremiah. Uh, Isaiah 40, verse 31. I can't tell you how many times I had to really stop listening to people. Not in a place of being stubborn or being difficult. Take your emotion out of it. 
but being led by the Spirit of God because they don't, they don't get it because they didn't talk to the one that created it. They didn't talk to the one that planned it. They didn't talk to the one that knows all things and all things to come, okay? Because I know someone in here that they, their person says, well, why do you do it this way or what are you doing and this and that? And you're like, well, God told me. God showed me. God gave me wisdom. Okay. And they'll roll their eyes at you. They'll think you're back crazy. But when it comes to pass and your results show that it works, they're like, well, maybe he does hear from God. Or maybe she does hear from God. Or, I'm or telling you. Pr- to yeah. Yeah. Right. But some people are false prophets, too. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> I get all there. <laughs> Evangelists coming out of me. <laughs> All right, Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, I was just joking. Um, but those, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. This is what I wanted to talk about last week. Remember fastening yourself, attaching yourself to the Lord? God will strengthen you in a time of weakness, in a, in a place of discomfort, tiredness, weariness, right? So this is waiting upon the Lord. So think about this. When God is telling you to go from this place to this place, also in transitioning, when you're waiting, it's not idle and it's not being passive. You're waiting with intention. You're waiting for expectation, right? You're waiting that God's going to renew your strength. I had to do that last night when I was sick as no other. I said, God, you're my healer. It says in your word, that you've given me the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and is quickening my mortal body. I thank you, Jesus, that you're going to nurse me back to health in Jesus' name. I wait upon you, Lord. Then 20 minutes goes by, I go to sleep, healed. So, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So through that transitioning, you're going to walk to your destination and you're not going to faint. Okay? You're going to run and you're not going to be tired and weary because God is your strength. God is your refuge. God is your fortress. God is holy. God is all-powerful. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get an amen? All right, come on. I know that pizza's good, but dang, come on, wake up, guys. Come on. I don't do this for fun. I don't get paid for this. Come on. (laughs) All right, Isaiah 41, verse 10. This is my last thing. I'm just joking with you guys. I'm just trying to have a good time. All right. Okay. (laughs) Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love there's another scripture. I couldn't find it, but it says, even though you walk through the water, you won't drown. Even though you walk through the fire, you won't get burned. For your God is with you. Fear not. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you. When you feel weak and you're like this, He will uphold you. Lift you back up. Okay? Glory to God. This is the door of transitioning. I've been through this transition currently 
going through this transition. Mm -hmm. All this year, pretty much, since March, all the way till now, but guess what the Lord told me yesterday? He says, Christian, your door of transitioning is coming to an end. That is huge. That's months. Months of doing, serving. Okay, Lord, next. What do you want me to do? Boom, boom, boom. Just doing what he's telling me. And he said, that door of transitioning is coming to an end. Glory to God. Glory to God. It has to be in Isaiah. Isaiah. Why would the... The amplified version of Isaiah 41. Okay. Say it. The, do not fear and quotation anything. For I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous hand. And this is the part that I, I feel like mm-hmm. when they have it amplified, it, it actually, you know, gives you peace. Is a hand of justice, of power. A victory, of salvation. Glory to God. Mm, That's huge. So say that last bit, that last four. When he says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Say those four. My righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Glory to God. That's huge. See, and we just said one thing, but it encompasses it's everything. It's the same thing for the Isaiah 40, verse 31 as well. Okay. Say it. Amplified is, for those who wait up for the Lord... To expect, look for, and hope in Him will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Glory to God. So good. So the thing is, when you're in transition, remember, God's not punishing you. He's directing you to your calling, to your purpose. To what you need to do next mm-hmm. okay I can understand that transition is scary I can understand at times you feel like God did I miss it are you not hearing me am I alone in this but I've noticed every time I do that God either somehow in some way confirms it with me that I'm on the right track or if I'm off he'll correct me and I will adjust and get back on the path that God has called me to go on to because remember, when you're in transition, don't detour. Don't go sightsee. Don't go to the next crossroad. Stay on the path. What do all those people when you go? Stay on the trail. Stay on the trail. Don't go off this trail. There's a bear over there. There's wolves over there. You stay on the... You get lost. I watch... You can die. Yeah. Yeah. Share it. Uh, Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Glory to God. See, I, I, but see, and I, like, literally, I knew, I didn't have that verse memorized, but because I read the word, I knew I was like, that's in Isaiah, and I paraphrased that. But see, when you get the word in you, you can strengthen yourself in that time of weakness. Like, I had to strengthen myself today. I'm like laying. I'm like, Lord, I do not want to cancel this Bible study. I want to chill. Me and Chelsea just do our thing and just veg out, watch a movie. But then I'm like, no, Lord, you have to strengthen me. That's what the enemy wants. They want me to shut up. They don't want me to say this. They don't want me to help others, right? But God's called me 
to equip the saints, perfect the saints, send them out, right? That's what people do if they're in the fivefold ministry. So, Amen. glory to God. That's all I have for you guys today. So, Yay. thank you, Lord. And I, wanted, I want to say this. I give credit to the Holy Spirit. Because this time, I, I barely had this an hour and a half before I was going to teach. Usually I prepare days, and usually I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? And I was going through all this trial, all this transitioning, all this, I mean, just, I was, I was, I was not feeling well, and God had to strengthen me. I had to wait on him. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Yes, I've read all these verses before, but the Holy Spirit had to bring it out of me and put it on paper and say, this is what I want you to talk about. I will strengthen you. I will teach you what to say to the people. So think about that. Even when you feel like, God, I'm not prepared. In my weakness, I had to depend on God's grace and His mercy. And the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. Okay. Anybody got any questions? Anybody got any prayer requests? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so... So my father's company is basically on the verge of collapse, and uh, I don't want to walk away, but I have to. Mm-hmm. If the company's not saved over the weekend, I have to go to Plan B. Um, yeah. So I need help with spiritual warfare. Okay. Um, anyone that comes into agreement with me that it's God's will that the company be saved. Okay. To uh, pray with me, yeah. and um, also we're going to be talking to one of the people from the company tonight about Jesus. Glory so, to God. Okay. Uh, every attempt so far has been met with a resistance or a distraction for some reason. Yeah. So, just need a hole. Yeah. So I think what we're what you're doing is now. You're committing your works to the Lord, mm-hmm. and God, and your thoughts will be established. So we're, we're applying the word that we just preached, or I just preached right now, and now we're going to bring it before the Lord, saying, God, if this is your will for this company to stay, I've, I've done what you've told me to do. I'm in this place of transitioning, Lord God. If you want me to stay, I will stay. But Lord, you're gonna have, we're going to have to wait upon you to renew our strength, right, to see this breakthrough. Because it's either two things. One person's either in disobedience, right? Or someone's in obedience with the Lord and they're facing the persecution opposition, but it will have to lift. Do you understand? There's two differences. When you're in disobedience, you're going to stay in there with no help. But if you repent, you turn to God, you ask for mercy, ask for grace, call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Then there'll be a different course of direction and God will intervene. Right? That's the thing about this stuff, guys. If you're not in obedience, it's really hard to say, God, help me. Like, we watched a movie today that really spoke to me. This guy did it his whole way, his whole life. He's, all his friends have died from wolves and all that, and he got in a plane crash in Alaska. And God, he's like, God, if you're real, make yourself known. He's like, 
He's like, F faith. He's like, prove it to me. He's like, just do it. And then he says at the end of it, he's like, F it. I'll just do it myself. So... like they're always trying to find God at the end mm -hmm. instead of throughout their life so they mm -hmm. once their life or death then they trying to turn to God yeah. they just want a fast food God yeah they don't want a gourmet meal for their whole life that's good and like I said you got to come not testing God or asking fleecing God mm -hmm. or God prove yourself you need to come with surrender surrendered heart mm -hmm. ask God for grace and mercy mm -hmm. and love and compassion to intervene because I know a lot of people that shouldn't be in the desert they should be in their promised land by now. They should be in that oasis. I'm not going to say everything's going to be peaches and cream and everything's going to be great, right, flowing with milk and honey. But if you follow the Lord, you will see the reward of the Lord. You will see the crown of everlasting life given unto you. You will see your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You will see the face of God, okay? Um, so we will pray for Benjamin and what he's going through. Anybody else need prayer for anything? Anybody online? Facebook, Instagram, Zoom. If not, we can just uh, end it there on that one, please. Anybody on Instagram? Anybody on Zoom? Okay. All right, let's, yeah. Uh, let me, I'm going to pray real quick. Father God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you. That through this transition, Lord God, it's a blessing, not a curse. And Lord God, we uplift um, my brother Benjamin to you, Father, right now. Mm -hmm. that, that he's committing his works unto you, Lord, and that you would establish his thoughts. That you would direct his steps. That you give him wisdom and understanding. Lord God, if that company is not supposed to fold, Lord God, I ask you to supernaturally keep it open. And that you'd bring favor upon that company to open its doors and to keep its doors open, Father. Um, Lord God, whoever Benjamin's going to speak to tonight about you, Lord, that you'd give him that Holy Ghost boldness and fire, Lord God, to preach um, and to teach and to love and, and just to have compassion, Lord God, and, and just have the right words. It wouldn't be he who speaks, but the Spirit of our Father would speak through Benjamin today. And Father, Lord God, I ask you to bless each and every person that's dealing with thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, thoughts of unworthiness, thoughts of quitting, thoughts of weariness, thoughts of heaviness, mm -hmm. thoughts of tiredness. Mm -hmm. I bind those attacks off the people now mm -hmm. in the my name of Jesus, that you just repent, you turn to the Lord, and you'll have the peace of God rule in your heart, rule in your mind. I tell myself, I said, God, I thank you that I have the mind of Christ today. Mm -hmm. I thank you that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I thank you, Lord, that I have um, that I have the anointing from the of the Holy One, and I know all things to come. I thank you that it's 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 Christ in me is the hope of glory. I thank you that I have the same behavior 
as Christ. So the thing is, we are here to imitate Christ. We're here to be set apart, not to look like the world, but to look like him. So, Lord, I ask you that you're filling their hearts with joy and peace and understanding and wisdom. That says, when you depart from evil, it will be strengthened to your bones and health into your flesh. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. That means when he's talking to you, you acknowledge him. When he's directing you, you say, I'm going to do it. When God's saying, go this way, and, and everybody's telling you to go the other way, follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. He'll strengthen you, and he'll direct your steps. So, Father, I ask you to do it right now in Jesus' mighty name. We give the glory, honor, and power, and praise. I keep seeing confusion. I command that spirit of confusion to leave people now, and they, that you would give them a spirit of clarity, that you would reveal all truth to them, Lord, through the power of the Holy Ghost. And deception, that's what I keep getting to. If you're being deceived, that's the devil. So I command that spirit of deception and lies and manipulation and control, that witchcraft spirit to get off you now. I bind it off your mind and that you would have the peace of God, you would have the wisdom of the Lord, and you would have the direction of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. God bless.